I got someone who wanted the horn but ended up getting sacks. Ooh, I've got a barren's wasteland. Hello there, welcome to Date Fight. It's the podcast where we take great things that occurred on this day in history and we pitch them against each other. Yes, we do. He's Jake Yap, I'm Nat Tapley, and together we have scoured history for the most interesting things uh, that have happened on this day and we're going to present them to our guest this week, broadcaster, entertainer, it's Helen Lederer. How are you, Helen? It is. I'm so thrilled. Um, there is a hangover situation, but I think that <laughs> be, um, um, com- I can feel my breathless voice uh, coming into their own. You're going to stimulate me. Um, and obviously history is my middle name. You couldn't have chosen a more appetite Yeah. If you're feeling sort of hugely mentally compromised, mm. you're in the perfect state for this podcast. Yes, just let it wash over you like okay. a, a balm. Balm. Ooh, I like the balm. For the first balm, I'm going to take this to like a nice firm balm. Um, My balm's bigger. <laughs> not since I've been doing Joe Wicks. To the 28th of June, 1895. Now, in 1895, the United States government was in the process of trying to take over Arizona and New Mexico, uh, which had previously been owned by the Spanish and the French. And they'd agreed that if anyone had a piece of paper that said, I own this bit of land here, they would respect all land titles issued by the French and the Spanish. And a man called James Revis, who during the Civil War had found out that he was quite good at forging his commanding officer's signature on pieces of paper. Uh, so he got through the Civil War by selling forged passes to go home. Uh, when they he fell under suspicion and his um, commanding officers were looking to get rid of him, he then forged a pass for himself so that he could go and get married. And instead of getting married, he went and surrendered to the Union Army and joined them instead. But after the Civil War, he became an estate agent and he met someone called George M. Willing, who was a doctor turned salesman of patent medicines. So I imagine he had a huge bushy moustache and one of those suitcases (laughs) full of bottles. Yes. (laughs) Roll up, get yourself George M. Willing's patent medicine. Oh, that scene in Pete's Dragon. Also the music man. Brilliant. (laughs) Um, anyway, he turned up and he told uh, James Revis that he owned Arizona because it was given to him by a Spaniard named Peralta um, and he'd given him $20,000 worth of gold dust for it and he had a piece of paper that said he definitely owned it. Um, can I interject? Mm. Do you normally pre and surmise at this speed? Just just for... Um, as yes, new should point? I be slow? I have been told off for no, my addiction a lot recently. It's, it's very <laughs> pithy, Nat. It's very pithy, this this back, back story. Crack on. The balm yep. is all pithy. <laughs> I've got a pithy balm. Yep. Um, George M. Willing went to register all of this land of Arizona that he said he owned. Um, and the day after he arrived to register it, um, he turned up dead. No one knows how he turned up dead. Um, the autopsy said uh, he died of strange and unobserved circumstances. So his partner, James Reavers, turned up um, and inherited all of his papers, at which point he found a lot of new papers uh, suggesting he owned even more of Arizona. And he said, I own all of Arizona. And he went round telling everyone who lived there that they should give him some money if they wanted to carry on living there. Obviously, that made someone, lots of people quite upset. Uh, he was selling what were called quit claims, which means he said, I own this land, but I won't keep my ownership of it if you give me a certain amount of money. Many people he wanted thousands of dollars from. Some people he just did it for a drink or a meal. Uh, essentially, his life was just going around trying to get stuff by saying, I own where you're sitting, and but you can have it as long as you buy me lunch. 
I'm not going to try that. For interrupting. What mm. evidence do you have? Do you, did you have chits? He had, he, had pieces, he had a piece of paper which he said was, well, no, the man, George Mulling, who'd said he'd originally got this parcel of land, said, I didn't have a piece of paper when we made the deal, so I wrote it down <laughs> on the inside of this flap of leather and he opened his jacket and it was there. He opened his what? Sorry? Jacket. So he had a, a bit of leather there, which he said uh, was the deed. Uh, but then, fortunately, James Revis, after Mr. Willing mysteriously disappeared, found a lot of documents. He found lots of documents about the barony of Arizona, which apparently had been given by Charles III of Spain to <gasps> Mr. Peralta's ancestors. Uh, he also found that there was a living heir to that uh, parcel of land, whom he married. Uh, turns out she wasn't an heir to anything. She was just a person he thought was Spanish-looking who he had met on a train. <laughs> <laughs> This was then investigated by um, the US government and the survey office who went to Mexico to try and find the titles to these deeds and noticed that um, all of his documents had been written with a steel nibbed pen, which wouldn't have existed um, 150 years earlier. And there were spelling mistakes. And they said, I'm not sure they're really, uh, you do own all of this. So he went to Spain. Everyone had to go actually to Spain. And he went to the archives in Spain and he came out and said, look, I have found the document that proves I own all of this. And he produced a piece of paper that had been folded and none of the other documents in that bundle had been folded and didn't have a number on the page and all the others did and people worked out that he'd just taken a piece of paper in there and shoved it in the middle of the stack on oh look what i found oh, there it is. <laughs> um, and so he lost his title to everything he was went to jail for two years um, he then went round spent the rest of his life after that trying to get backers to get him to buy back what he said he owned which was the barony of arizona and if he had um, arizona would be a very different place to what it is now but because he was put in jail um we have Arizona, which I suppose is a good thing, isn't it? <laughs> uh, what is Arizona like now that it could have been like had he been in charge? Well, he did build a man. As soon as he went there, he built a mansion before he went around <laughs> telling everyone to give him money or he'd kick them off their okay. land. Uh, nice. He liked mines. He, it would have been um, there would have been more mines. He liked to sell things to miners. Yeah, I'm, I'm sort of imagining the whole of Arizona would be a really big house. Yeah. with a massive garden <laughs> and swimming pools and yes. everything else would just be a strip mine. Yes. Would that be a fair... I mean, that's pretty similar to Arizona. I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> um, have either of you been to Arizona, uh, uh, may I ask? I have. Or is that not relevant? Uh, but not for 35 years, so I don't remember. Have you, have you been, Helen? Is it in the middle of America, Arizona? It's near the bottom, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, near the bottom. So desert, yeah? Yes, it's desert. It's yes, you've got bits of the Grand Canyon, you've got, yes. Cowboy boots. Yes. Yep. Mm. Discarded. Yeah. And, okay, <laughs> just... Cacti, really leave it. Armadillos. Yeah. It might be an open, an open carry state. Oh, I don't know. Yes, it may be. Where you're allowed to go to the shops <laughs> with a gun on. <laughs> but not allowed to carry an open bottle of whiskey. No. No, that would be that would be stupid. That yes, would be dangerous. You need yeah. a brown paper bag, I think, mm. isn't it? In America, yeah. you have to have your bags to yes. put booze in. Yeah. Oh it's wow! Ridiculous. Is that? Would you call that an incredibly interesting historical um, piece um, of history? I would call I, it relatively interesting. Doesn't have to be interesting in an find, absolute sense, just more interesting than Jake. I think once you've heard mine, you'll mine. You'll find it's utterly compelling. <laughs> what is yours, Jake? Right. I've got 1846, 28th of June, and Adolf Sachs patents the, what shall I call this, saxophone. Oh. 
I'm going to put that down now because I've had enough of that. Everyone has. Uh, so he was, um, he was, he was born in uh, what is now Belgium. Uh, at that point, it was the Isle of Wight, but it sort of drifted. No, I don't know. Uh, his mother and father were instrument designers themselves and made several changes to the design of the Belgian, I'm sorry, French horn. Oh. Um, and uh, they also probably should have been had up by social services. Uh, over the course of his childhood, he fell from a height of three floors, hit his head on a stone and could barely oh. stand afterwards. At the age of three, he drank a bowl full of acid and later <laughs> swallowed a pin, which presumably no. just dissolved in it. Yeah. He burnt himself seriously in a gunpowder explosion. He Sorry. fell onto a hot cast iron frying pan, burning his side. He survived an accidental poisoning from keeping varnished items in his bedroom during the night. He was <laughs> hit on the head by a rock and he fell into a river there are a couple of those which i think need slightly further digging into one is the, the gunpowder explosion <laughs> you know they would it was a really radical redesign of the french horn okay the other it is, was a novelty french horn <laughs> and when you did the 1812 overture <laughs> exactly and also um, how did he poison himself with stuff he with varnish he kept in the night did he have the varnish I next do, I to, don't know. Oh, like he has a glass of water then there's the poison then there's the yeah, varnish yeah. <laughs> the frying pan yeah, yeah the, the gunpowder i have to just ask obviously some forensic detail over what period of time did all these occurrence occur i mean over a lifetime or in one week or uh, it was his childhood i don't know how how long that was but his name was an called, eventful childhood his neighbors called him little sax the ghost because they just thought he can't still be alive were they trying to murder him I have a feeling he might have been a cat. I don't know. Anyway, um, Berlioz was a huge fan of sax's instruments because it wasn't just the saxophone that he invented. Uh, he invented loads of stuff. He invented sax horns, which uh, became flugel horns. Yeah. And the valves on those were state-of-the-art in their time. And they are still the kind of design you get in, in brass instruments now. Um he also invented uh, the six-piston trombone, which looks like an RTA involving four trombones. It's <laughs> unbelievable. It's literally like, if you imagine one trombone, but you, like, graft a couple of extra ones on dangling down underneath it. Looks like that. It's absolutely mad. He wow. went bankrupt three times. He got lip cancer between 19, 1853 and 1858, but made a full recovery. Oh, what kind uh, of treatment did he receive? Um, was it, well, presumably uh, it was successful, was it? Yes, he, uh, he had he had Sorry. he had this French horn packed with gunpowder and it just blew <laughs> the cancer off. Right. That's but he he lived another 40 years uh oh. which was perhaps not brilliant because he died in total poverty. Oh. Uh so oh. there you go and he's buried oh. in the cimetière Did he have, family? Did he have any Papier. family? Did did, did uh, this I don't know. I don't think he I, I don't know if he did. Okay. Uh, Left behind for taxes and yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Whilst, Helen, while you're pondering between yeah. the two stories, I'm going to do the birthdays and the death days. So, Wait. happy birthday today to Elon Musk, whose surname is also, coincidentally, the smell in his office. Happy birthday <laughs> to <laughs> Kathy Bates, everyone's favourite ankle-breaking aunt. And also happy birthday to Queen Charlotte of Cyprus, who had to flee Cyprus in 1463, was taken in by the Pope, but refused to sit with him unless she had a seat of equal stature and dignity. Ooh. Happy death day to Primoz Trubar. He was author of the first printed book in Slovenian and a key figure of Slovene history and according to Wikipedia in many aspects a major historical figure. Mm. Ooh. 
in one aspect. Uh, happy death day to Maria Mitchell, the astronomer who discovered Miss Mitchell's comet, which we now call by the name that I think commemorates her best, C forward slash 1847T1. Also, happy oh. death day to Louis the Blind, the Holy Roman Emperor who f- failed in his uh, attempts to invade Italy, uh, which led to him becoming blind, and Louis the Blind. And that's oh. the birthdays and the death days. Wow. I feel like entered into a sort of, does everyone say this, another universe? I suppose that's not the most rich. I mm-hmm. kind of feel quite unusual. Um, <laughs> we have that effect on many people. Get the bucket, get the bucket. <laughs> it's just just extraordinary. And um, did you wake up very early this morning and find all these things out? Yes. Yes. Okay. Tireless um, research. <laughs> the wheel wow. never stops turning on this. No, apparently every day we have to do this. Wow. Yeah. Oh, Helen, have you got any thoughts as to whether or not uh, the fraudster in Arizona or the uh, gunpowder-based saxophone inventor is the most yeah. important thing to have happened on the 28th of June? Well, yeah, uh, what, what a very eventful day, obviously. Um, mm. And um, I, I suppose instinctively um, I, I'm, I'm more drawn to the doer, mm-hmm. um, although abject poverty at the end of his life does sort of confuse matters. You'd think he would have... <laughs> You know, he he could have lived in a nice mansion. Yeah. Um, I'm more attracted. Saxophone and also, towers. did you know that somebody um, you could die from? Um, it's the, all those extraordinary ways to die, like um, drinking a glass of milk. Um, mm. have, uh, did you know about that? No. What, have no, I got what, what happens? There may be some information missing in that fact. Um, <laughs> if you're highly allergic to dairy. <laughs> yes, yes, that's, yes, that does make sense. I think it's like a hair. Oh, I know. You could. Um, you drank, a, um, this person drank some milk and choked on a hair. Oh. It's not funny now, is it? But anyway, um, <laughs> How so, are you spelling hair? Is... Uh, uh, oh, you are good. So I'm attracted. Uh, the fraudster Arizona... Mm. I um and all the pieces of paper and the middle bit and the bit of paper and the numbers and the nibs. Mm. I mean, it. I I I wasn't drawn to it as much because I wasn't no. used to the podcast. So the, <laughs> no, uh, that's, so, not, yeah. that's not fair. So chronologically, I was more tuned into your lovely minds yeah. and therefore yeah. more settled. Um, mm. And for that reason alone, because. Oh. Uh, was it Jake who came second? Yeah, it was Jake. You yeah. did it second. So I'm going to go with the mm-hmm. man who did the extraordinary instrument with things hanging off it. Well, that's the wow. nicest reason I've ever had for losing. <laughs> yeah. <so. laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's brilliant. Well, thank you very much. I mean, much. you know, on one hand, you had a man who, who committed terrible crimes mm-hmm. uh, ruthlessly. Yes. Uh, yeah. Doing awful things to fellow human beings. And then on the other hand, there was there was your one, Nat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Join us tomorrow go. to see if Jake's winning streak continues. Uh, thank you, Helen, for joining us. <laughs> oh, thank you for yes. taking me out of my hang over somewhat. <laughs> <laughs> There's Make a long way to go. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> we'll see you all tomorrow. Take see care. Bye. 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 Bye.